Welcome to the Sports Forecasters Podcast. Thank you for tuning in today. This podcast has been created not to dwell and over-evaluate what has already happened in the sports world, but to predict and to forecast what has yet to come. From game picks to draft picks, and from trades to free agent signings, we will let you know what happens before it happens. Your hosts, Nick and Nate, will evaluate, study, and understand sports patterns, tendencies, and nuances to better prepare you on what to expect. Just like Weatherman, but way more accurate. So if you like to pick games or you simply just want to be in the know before anybody else, you are in the right place. Enjoy the show. Welcome to the next episode of the Sports Forecasters. My name is Nathan. Nick is with me, but he is in a different location. He is on vacation somewhere, and I think he's in Florida. So we parted any technical difficulties as we try to record this. Um, so, Nick, are, are you in Florida? I am. I'm in what I would think the middle of Florida would be, Orlando, near Disney World, not too far, about three miles away. So enjoying the vacation. Lots of storms going on right now, but... We're making the best of it with little ones. There you go. That's great. So I'm still stuck in uh, Finley, Ohio. So I'd rather be where you're at, even though there's storms. But but anyways, we're going to jump into a bunch of NBA. I know we got the conference finals going on, which is great. Um, uh, I'm actually watching the end of the Bucks hawks game one as we're recording this episode. Um, so, uh there's going to be a lot to talk about. The Suns are up 2-0 at the time of this episode in the Western Conference. Um, what a crazy finish the, that game, too. So a lot of great basketball going on, but we're not really going to talk about that in this episode. We're going to talk about other things in the NBA because we just had the draft lottery Tuesday night uh, earlier this week. And with the draft lottery, we get the you know picks 1 through 14 – which teams get it. And of course, once you find that out, it's never ever too early to put a mock draft together. So we'll come out with our eventual full mock draft, all 14 lottery picks. But for now, we're just going to do our initial guess. This just came out. What's our top five? Nick and I will go back and forth and give you who, uh, who we think our initial guess is. So let me go first. The Detroit Pistons, Kind of a hometown team to us, uh, Northwestern Ohioans. Um, probably the closest uh, NBA team. Uh, them picking the guy that I talked about during March Madness this entire time. Uh, point guard out of Oklahoma State, Cade Cunningham. I really, really love this guy. Um, he reminds me of a – he's a point guard, but he kind of has a Dwayne Wade feel to me. Um, just create good at creating his own shot, good facilitator, uh, good at defense. Maybe not the quickest guy on the floor, but still gets it done. And I really like this guy. So I got him going to Detroit. Uh, Detroit got had two rookies last year who made the All-NBA rookie team. So they got a young core up there in, in that rebuilding process. And adding this guy to that I think is going to be really, uh, really, really good. So who do you have Detroit picking? No parody here. You sung his praises, and I bought into the hype, and he showed it during the tournament uh, to keep his team within contention in the games that they were participating in. I have Cade Cunningham as well being the first pick by the Detroit Pistons. Awesome. So we're going to jump with the Houston Rockets with the second overall pick. I have them also picking a point guard here. 
And I have them getting the Gonzaga point guard, Jalen Suggs. This is a, I think this is a position they need to attack. Um, obviously, they just moved off Westbrook. John Walls, again, old veteran. Um, does not reliable anymore. Um, I think his years are numbered. So just having a young guy come in to, to be able to maybe back up John Wall and be mentored by him. I think would be great. So I think this is a perfect opportunity for Houston to grab a, a young star, a young point guard like Jalen to be mentored by, by John Wall, who whose whose days and years are numbered there in Houston. Who do you got Houston getting at number two? Um, not trying to be anticlimactic, but the same thing. I saw a lot of promise in Jalen Suggs, and I think he will be the best foundational piece for Houston to start their rebuild to move on from their post James Harden era. So, yeah, not much more to add on to that. I had a great spiel with that. So pick number three, who do we have, Nathan? Yeah, uh, we got Cleveland Cavaliers, but this is just your typical, the sports forecasters are, are forecasting the same thing. So that could be good, could be bad. It worked out well for the uh, the U.S. Open. Uh, that, that You did really well there. But um, Cleveland, I got uh, Evan Mobley out of USC. Um, maybe like a, a forward slash center, very tall, lengthy kind of guy. Um Really good post player, but can bring it outside, can handle the ball well. Um, he can do a lot. So I think he he, he falls in, into Cleveland's lap. I think they, they've kind of gone guard the last couple of drafts and they're young core. So um, I think they need to get to get a star, you know, in that uh, backcourt there to, or, you know, no, I'm sorry, the, in the center power forward position to really um, um, upgrade, upgrade there. So I got Evan Mobley out of USC going to Cleveland. Yeah, as you mentioned before, Detroit can kind of be Ohio surrogate team, but Cleveland really was put on the map when LeBron James was drafted there. Everyone and their brother that lived in Ohio all of a sudden would root for the Cavaliers to some degree, maybe not as much as others. And the last few picks besides LeBron and Kyrie been misses, to say the least, or at least that's the general consensus that comes across. This one hopefully isn't a miss. Um, Same guy, Evan Mobley, out of USC center. Hopefully the big guy can perform better than some of the other big guys we've drafted in years past. Well, not we. I'm not a Cavaliers fan per se, but that Cleveland I've drafted in the past. Hopefully he can perform well. He had a great run with USC. USC was, light, well, Pac-12 in general was lighting the tournament on fire. So hopefully he can bring some of that ferocity and dog in him into the NBA. Okay, we have three for three. Let's jump to Toronto at four. I got and the second Jalen off the board, Jalen Green out of the G League. Probably the best pure shooter in this draft. Um, he, he decided to forego college, join the G League. A couple guys in this draft decided to do that. Um, I don't know much about him, just though he's a, a fantastic point guard, great handle. He's quick. He's got a really, really good shot. Maybe the best pure shooter in this draft. Um uh, I think this is great to uh, because Kyle Lowry might be on his way out soon, um, you know. So you have Fred Van Fleet, Van Fleet there, and I think they just need to stir up that guard position a little bit more. So I got Jalen Green. Who do you got? I have Jalen Green as well. Really, it comes down to is this going to be the trend of the NBA where we have more of these G League players coming in? going G League route instead of the college route and jumping in because LaMelo ball and depending on Jalen Green's success, you might see more young men choosing this route. But yeah, as you said, there's lots of rumblings that Lowry's going to get moved. They 
Lakers want to try to acquire stars and other teams that are in the mix thinking they're a piece away are really going to be hunting for that with that spot becoming vacant, presumably, or Toronto already having some in the works. I think Jalen Green is going to be the best fit there. They just need to start getting those guards shored up because, like we mentioned, the league's starting to shift to more of a guard lead, guard league. So why not do that and get the best ones you can, especially if you're early on in the draft? So, yeah, Jalen Green. So we're four for four at this point. Let's see if we hit number five. <laughs> All right, number five, Orlando, which is uh, your hometown this week. Um, Orlando Magic. Uh, I have them getting a local guy, Scotty Barnes, out of Florida State. Um, power forward out of Florida State. They just moved off of Aaron Gordon. They just moved off of, uh, I think it's Vujicic. Uh, I think that's how you pronounce his name, who went to Chicago. So they, they, they just traded away two of their top big men. So I, I see them going big here. Um, I know there's um, – uh, a shooting for Jonathan coming uh, out of the G League. Um, I don't know much about him, but Scotty Barnes brings a little bit more height. Um, and he's just in Florida, from Florida. I just think that would be a, a really good fit for him in joining that Magic team. Who do you have? I actually have the gentleman you mentioned, Jonathan Kaminga. So we do disagree on this one. I actually have Barnes going a little later. Not much later, but... Kaminga averaged 15 points per game. They're a team that has basically emptied their cabinet, so they need scorers. So Kaminga from Congo, hopefully he can be someone that can bring a scoring presence as they rebuild as well. I mean, obviously, if you're a lottery pick, you're probably in that position to rebuild all five teams in that case. So you need someone that's going to put points up. So for my early mock prediction, I'm going to go Kaminga, although Barnes was – someone that I was very much in consideration, but who knows with Orlando when they draft, they kind of go against the fray. So that's why I went with Kaminga, just taking a flyer on it. Okay. So those are our initial guesses, top five. The draft lottery just came out. We've done little homework here, but this is our, of the homework we have done, this is our initial guesses. So may agree on some, disagree on some. But we'll, we'll continue to study this and, and look at rumors and reports and, and build our top 14 at some point as we get closer to the draft and share that with you and maybe do a little bit of a challenge with you guys as well. So that'll be a lot of fun. Um, I'm just going to stall some time here because this Hawks-Bucks game is coming to an end. Hawks are down three. Fouled Giannis with five seconds to go. So. We'll, like see, we'll see how that goes. I could be all updated there because we might want to talk about that a little bit. Be a huge for Atlanta to get that win on the road. But the next thing we want to talk about here is some opening positions. Now, Boston uh, reportedly is hiring a Nets assistant coach um, to replace. So that's off the list. But we have several teams here that have coach openings. And, you know, as the sports forecasters, we want to jump on this opportunity and forecast – where, what some of these teams are gonna uh, are gonna hire? So we've got the Portland Trailblazers, the Dallas Mavericks, New Orleans Pelicans, Orlando Magic. Look at that, Orlando again. You're in the right place. Uh, the Washington Wizards and the Indiana Pacers. So we've done a little homework here. We're gonna do all of them, but Washington. I have some ideas, but I'm not ready to share those yet. So I'm going to go through the other five teams, and we're just going to go back and forth here once again and give our forecasts. So I'm going to start off with the Pacific Northwest, the Portland Trailblazers. I am predicting that they're going to get a guy 
who's played in this league, who's won a ring, and he's played in the position that their star currently plays in, and that's point guard. I think they're going to end up hiring Chauncey Billups to be the next head coach because just to be that mentor and that guy for that team, especially for uh, Damian Lillard, um, to help that team get that ring. And uh, they've got the talent there. They might have to move some pieces around, but um, give Chauncey that chance um, to uh, to get that head coaching job. And I think he'll do a really good job. Who do you who do you have Portland hiring? I actually love the idea of Chauncey Billups being there because one thing they lack is foundational defense in Portland. That's the thing that always seems to grip them and have problems. It's not putting up the points usually. It's like having the sound defense to give themselves opportunities to get easy buckets instead of having to launch it halfway across the court. So I think Chauncey Billups would be a great addition. And Actually, that was an individual I liked better. They did interview Mike D'Antoni, but why would you want to bring him in? I mean... Uh, no offense, Mike, but you haven't really had a great track record in postseason to be successful. So I do like the Chauncey Billups. I do think he starts breaking out. He's been getting enough interviews. It's been long enough. I think it's overdue that Chauncey Billups ends up with Portland Tra- Trailblazers as well. Awesome. All right, we're going to jump to New Orleans. Uh, obviously, just a stack team. There's a lot of great openings here. I mean, these aren't just like terrible teams where the coaches got fired. There's a lot of good teams here. Obviously, got a lot of talent. You're inheriting Zion Williamson, uh, Ingram, uh, and a bunch of other uh, core pieces there. I've got uh, Rick Carlisle taking this position. I think it, he may take a year off, but I think he's uh, he's got a ring on his resume. He he's probably going to be sought after, especially some of these, especially since so many openings that have a lot of talent that don't want to necessarily rebuild, that want really want to win now. And I think Rick Carlisle has a, a good track record for that. So I think he's I think he would be a great piece in New Orleans. Um, obviously has has been a foundational piece in turning that Dallas Mavericks team around, winning a championship, and just having them be in contention every single year. Uh, being able to draft superstars, coach superstars, that's the main thing. Um, and Luca, and you got a superstar there in Zion who needs a coach like Carlisle who who can just center that team around him. So uh, Rick Carlisle, the former Dallas coach, I think he's going to go to New Orleans. Uh, excellent pick. I really love what Carlisle did with Dallas, especially that championship run. He did a good job. I think dealing with the pieces, he may not have been the greatest coach, but I think he was – the coach they needed for that for that stretch when they made the championship. Um, I actually don't have him going there. I think the year off, as you alluded to, is what the route he'll go right now, just kind of recuperate, get himself together, get ready for the next one. So I actually have an old Cavaliers coach coming into the fray here. Mike Brown is the one I'm going to say going on. Because like you said, they want to be in a win now, so they want a proven commodity to prove to Zion and his family that, hey, this is going to be worth staying here. This is going to be the franchise you want to be with. So they're going to try to bring in Mike Brown uh, with the wins he has and the runs he had deep into the playoffs to try to prove to Zion and them that this is the Pelicans are for real. All righty. So we finally disagree on something else here. <laughs> so let's jump to Indiana uh, Pacers. I think this is another team. I mean, just last year, they're the fourth seed of the East. Obviously, they took a dip, but they have a lot of talent on that team, in my opinion. So I've got the former Portland coach going here, Terry Stotts. I think um, I think he's, he's going to be a coach that is going to be looked at. Um, and, um, I think Pacers snack him up. I think once again, I think they have a good group of, 
of players there. I, th- I really think this is a playoff team um, that just need the right coach to get them, you know, in that mix. So they got a good group of guys there. And um, I, I just think Terry Stotts is the guy. I think he's he's going to be the one to, to get that job. Who do you have? I actually have the same individual as well because Indiana has been known as a team to kind of scoop up people that are left behind. And I think that's going to be the perfect fit for him getting in a team like that with the talent that was underused, in my opinion. And like you alluded to before, not keeping the Hawks coach there I, was a pivotal mistake. As you can see with this playoff run they've made, not to say the talent wasn't there in Atlanta, but coaching also made a big difference in how the Hawks have performed. Indiana makes that mistake, but tries not to do it again by bringing on the Trailblazers coach. That's right. And speaking of the Hawks and Nate McMillan, they have won game one in Milwaukee. That's three straight series where they won the game one on the road. So the Hawks look really, really good. Really open for a Hawks-Suns NBA Finals. So, back to the coaching carousel here. Orlando Magic. Maybe you've got some intel being there in Orlando. But I this is my wild card pick. This is my far-fetched pick. Um, and I think a team like Orlando would do this. And mainly because it's Orlando. They're rebuilding. They're, uh, they're kind of forgotten. They're always just kind of bad every year so they could be a little bit more riskier they can be a little like uh let's say innovative with this so i think orlando makes a little bit of magic here and hires the first woman coach i think they pick up becky hammond the spurs assistant coach um like i said it's just a team like portland or dallas or indiana like they have some really good core you know, I'm not trying to be sexist or anything, but it's it's you know you don't, you don't want to do something that's um, more risky, you know. And maybe Becky Hammond turns out to be a fantastic coach in the NBA, and I I'm definitely rooting for her. But obviously, that's a new forefront. Uh, you know, someone's going to do it at some point. But it's a team like Orlando or Washington or Oklahoma City that I think would do this. And so I got Becky Hammond going to Orlando. Who do you have? Just to piggyback off what you said, Indiana might be a team that could have a very outside shot of doing that, but I also had penciled in Becky Hammond as well. Everyone else that's left behind in terms of candidates that get a lot of chatter about them, I don't feel as strongly about, just like the chatter of the cicadas in the background. If you can hear it on my end, I'm hearing them like crazy right now. But anyways... The I think Becky Hammond, Orlando makes the move for that. So it looks like we both agree on Becky Hammond. And so I'm going to jump now to our fifth and final team, uh, the Dallas Mavericks. And, and if there's any one of these that I feel the most confident in, it's this one. And if I had to bet money, it's this one. And, and I'm going to kind of break it down here. Um, I'm going uh, to have, probably have a long-winded answer here to maybe give my partner Nick here some time to, to reconnect. But uh, the Dallas Mavericks have announced that Dirk Nowinski is going to um, be kind of a, a partner uh, with the Mavericks in the front office and be a voice in uh, the head coaching vacancy. So obviously that's really big news, and I'm keeping that in mind. And there's one particular candidate out there who is um, 
who is uh, on the forefront of everybody's coaching hires. He's been a head coach um, in this league. He's been a head coach in Brooklyn. He's been a head coach in Milwaukee. Uh, but what's what's so key about this guy is that he played in Dallas in 2011 with Dirk Nowinski, the point guard, with Rick Carlisle and won a ring. I think Jason Kidd gets hired as the head coach of the Dallas Mavericks uh, simply because Dirk Nowinski's in the front office now. He's going to be a part of this. There's that connection. Kidd is obviously one of the hot candidates right now. I just think this, is, this would be the perfect fit for this team um, and, and just helping them get over that hump. And I think Kidd, Jason Kidd is the right guy for this. I'm really confident in this pick. And um, I, I wish him the best of luck if, if, if it does happen. Nick, if you're there, who do you have Dallas get? Uh, hiring. I also have Jason Kidd as well. Mark Cuban is a guy that's very loyal to his players. People that have shown them promise has been around the franchise. So I believe, just as you said, Jason Kidd is probably the most confident I'm feeling about any of these coaches we talked about. Uh, Mark Cuban loves his guys, brings back Dirk. He's going to bring back Jason Kidd. Jason Kidd has had plenty of time to be a head coach, an assistant, and he brings him back to Dallas to hopefully bring them into championship contention. So I have Jason Kidd as well. Awesome. So we just disagree on one of the five draft picks and one of the five coaching hires. So the forecasters are on, on the save wavelength today. So um, hopefully they're not forecasting more thunderstorms there in Orlando for you. Uh, unfortunately, uh, until the weekend, and we're leaving before the weekend. So it will be what it will be. All right. Well, it's still Florida. It's not Ohio. Oh, well, I, I hear Ohio weather is pretty cool right now. It's actually been real nice. Yesterday was really cool. So but it's supposed to be hot again tomorrow. We'll see. And then a bunch of storms. Anyways, but that that's all we got today. We're keeping it short for you guys. Uh, get uh, Nick back to his vacation. And uh, thank you all so much for uh, for joining us. And Nick, do you want to wrap this one up? Absolutely. Thank you, Nathan. Thank you, folks, for tuning in tonight. It's been great going over the NBA draft with you and the NBA potential coach hires. Thank you so much for joining us. We are the Sports Forecasters. It's been Nathan Singer. I'm Nick Alvarez. We'll see you next time.